Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Wednesday rolled around and we were able to talk to Tom Brady. Uh, We had a great conversation, Bruce and I. We talked to him for over an hour and a half. And he made it clear in the conversation that uh, he was very, very interested. It was almost like a recruitment on his part, telling us why it would make sense for him to come to Tampa Bay. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers general manager, Jason Light, right there telling ESPN's Mike Greenberg that in their first phone call with Tom Brady on the first day of free agency, Brady was selling them on why he should go to Tampa Bay. So, Tom wanted in all along because he'd already done his homework, which, judging about everything we ever heard about the guy, really isn't all that surprising. Tom sold them because Tom didn't have very many offers. In fact, he had zero offers. So, he was trying to sell them because he didn't have leverage. The best he could come up with was uh, his buddy Grable in Tennessee. That's why he was selling them, is because he wanted to play, and he was drastically and quickly running out of options. Quarterback merry-go-round was settling in with other teams getting other players. But he got it. He's all set. Now the question is, when will he actually get to start? Because part of his preparation, you know, throwing with guys in the offseason and getting to know them and getting into the routine and all that, which apparently is really important to him. Well, NFL Players Association Medical Director Tom Ayer said, He's optimistic the 2020 season will take place, but the union and the NFL will know a lot more in late May or early June. Of course, the metropolitan areas where more people live or where the NFL teams are, and those seem to be the places getting hit hardest right now, so they're going to try to estimate when those hot spots begin to open up again. So maybe there'll be none of that off-season work, and it'll all start with training camp. Which, honestly, deep down, PK, don't you wonder how much they accomplish all the other times and how much they're just staying busy? Training camp for the NFL? No, the off-season, you know, when they get together for like a weekend in, in May. And, and oh, they okay. Get, and I'm like, you. well, how important you. is that? I mean, how big an impact does that really have on winning, you know? Hey, don't denigrate organized team activities. In September. I mean, I guess it can't well, hurt, but... No, I don't think it hurts by any stretch. But the thing about it is everybody will be under the same rules. If four teams had it and five teams didn't, just to use an example, or, you know, the whole league for whatever you want to say, 16 teams had it and the other didn't, then it might be different. But everyone's playing under the same rules. So at that point, you know, what kind of cohesiveness do you have in your team? You know, we talked about how Utah football, if it would have been last year this year, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal not having as many spring practices because they didn't have any very few questions to answer, right? Right. And this year, it's a different story. They've got so many new guys, and particularly they're counting on new guys who are not yet on campus being able to contribute. How is that going to play out? I mean, that's the big thing. I assume we're going to get to that. I haven't seen a rundown as far as uh, the conference, the Pac-12, discontinuing all activities until July 3rd. Okay, we'll get to it, then I'll say it when we get to it. <laughs> All right. DJ and PK. <laughs> Hashtag college basketball. And we're there. <laughs> Go ahead, PK. Well, what you <laughs> Spring sports well, all shut down. Yeah. Right, so May 31st. 
Well, you know, sitting around and I'm preparing to write something. I was writing it up last night. I always post it Wednesday mornings at a couple different websites. And one of the things that's not so much basketball, it is for football saying you got Gary Anderson saying, well, if we don't get together by June 1st, we've got to seriously consider not having a full slate of games. And we know Bronco Mendenhall last week. And then listening to your interview that you did with Mark, Mark Harlan, saying they've got five possibilities and it's we're getting very very close to the time where we have to seriously take a look at the fall sports and obviously football is the big dog there but there's other sports men's and women's that play in the fall obviously and particularly with football that they're going through the medical experts getting their thoughts and all that stuff as far as how much time do they need with no ability to train together I don't know what's going to happen June 1st. It doesn't look like when we get there that everything June 1st is going to be copesthetic, one of those words I can't spell. And so as we continue on with no end in sight, in fact, it's uh, restrictions are getting tighter, not looser, that it could impact and will likely at this point to Herb Street's comments last week impact the college football season. And yet there are still people out there who, I mean, when you hear this, you know, they, they canceled through May 31st. They have hope for June. The NFL says May or early June. Major League Soccer thinks that, and it's outdoors and it's just training, but they might be able to get teams together May 12, which sounds more like the Cuban timeline where he thought, you know, June 1 earlier or later, and he wanted to take the earlier side of that. So as the weather warms up in some of these cities and uh, maybe all this social distancing has a bigger impact, maybe, maybe there's hope for that. But Gary does kind of lay out the timeline, like, well, you can't just start playing September 1. You know, you need some June, July, August time to ramp up to make it safe. What Mark Harlan brought up was, you know, it's it's the health of the student-athlete. Before they can have these big yeah. guys running around having these massive collisions, you know, you can't just clear them and then a week later have a game. Yeah, well, well my hope is that the churches are packed by Easter. That doesn't seem likely. Well, that's what the president said last week. Yes, but he has since come out and said uh, 30 more days of social distancing. So, two okay, weeks. Well, my hope then is the, tra- the churches aren't pra- uh, packed by that's Easter. That's good. All right. Uh, also, the NCAA Division One Council voted Monday to grant an extra year of eligibility to all student athletes in spring sports whose seasons were canceled. But that does not include winter sports. So, a winter sport that lost its championship doesn't count. But the spring sports who barely got going, if at all. I mean, maybe there's some baseball teams playing, what, 10 or 15 games, somewhere in there? Softball played 23, by and large. Well, softball starts a week or so earlier than baseball. I think baseball, they played around uh, 13 to 15 games, depending on weather, because everybody starts at the same time. And so, with that in mind, yeah, I've got no problem with the spring sports. I thought it would have been silly to give winter sports, because so many of the winter sports actually completed their season. Like, for instance, Utah, Weber, uh, basketball, Utah Valley, uh, you know, they had their conference tournament coming up. But a lot of these teams had already completed their season, so how do you give teams that completed a season another year of eligibility? It doesn't make any sense. So there was no way that the winter sports were going to get them when m- most of them, if not all, had completed 90% to 100% of their season. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Able to play baseball at all this year, and that is a big if. But if they're able to play, they might as well, within reason, 
try out every idea that has been on the table over the last few years and see what flies. That's Bob Costas. He's a traditionalist big time, but even he is saying, hey, this season's already going to be funky. So if you're thinking about doing something different, bizarro, cutting edge, well, why not give it a shot and see if it works? Because uh, we already know this year isn't going to match up to all the other years, and it makes perfect sense to me. What would you like to see him try, PK? Move the bag back? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Is he talking about... Playoff formats, I assume? Yeah, but not... We're going to put uh, uh, four outfielders in the field like softball. I mean, he's not talking about changing the game. He's talking about changing schedules. Correct. I think right? he's talking about the format of the season. Yeah, yeah, adding extra wild cards, trying an extra round, whatever. Put your girls at catcher and a right field. You know, if you play in a co-ed league, is that what we're talking about? Co-ed Major League Baseball. Coming your what? No, I don't think so. I've, having played in a co-ed league, the key to success yep. is to get some really good females. Absolutely. I played, in a, I played <laughs> in a league that had four outstanding females. And, could and you play won a lot, just right? Oh, yeah, they could play virtually right. any position. You didn't need them to stick them at positions. They could play any position you wanted them to play. They could play because they were really good. And, yes, it was fun. Boston Red Sox pitcher Chris Sale underwent Tommy John surgery on his left elbow on Monday, his 31st birthday. If you find that odd, given everything that's going on in the nation's hospitals, you're not alone. He waited 11 days after doctors said he needed the operation because of difficulty in scheduling during the coronavirus pandemic. Red Sox chief baseball officer said the team worked with doctors to make sure his procedure didn't burden an already stressed health care system. Uh, okay. I'm not sure I'm buying that. You buying that, PK? If nothing else, they wore masks in there, and I thought masks were at a premium. Maybe it was a different well, kind of mask, surgical mask, instead of the N95. Why do I know this? How did I learn this? Holy cow, what's, what's going on? Because you're bored. Yeah, that's it. Bored. There it is. It's, Ding! When you're, you, you're like my sisters, man. You create things that don't really exist when you sit there and watch the news all day long. That's why I, I try to just catch it in doses, because uh, it changes every 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, well, are we, we're, you're telling me surprised that the rich and the privileged have access to things that regular people don't? You no, I think surprised. we're seeing that with uh, who's getting tested and uh, who's waiting. Yeah. Pretty much everybody who's uh, rich and or famous was tested faster than my father-in-law, who got to wait five days even though he had a temperature of 104. So, yes, anyone can explain it, and all I'll hear is wah, 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 wah. That's all. That's all that will register with me. Well, it's not news. Cincinnati Reds catcher Tucker Barnhart raised a concern with regards to a compressed MLB schedule or a season that extends into late November or December, leading to more injuries. He's a player rep for the NBA Players Union. He told reporters moving forward, I don't think what you can do are things that are going to compromise the integrity of next season as well. What I mean by that is forcing the issue of getting so many games in that you risk injury and you risk major injury to players because you're trying to get in as many games as you can. And you know the whole proposal Scott Boris threw out there with the playoffs in December, that doesn't leave uh, much turnaround, especially for pitchers. Because is there anything in, you know, running back's knee? I don't think is in as much jeopardy as a pitcher's elbow. Am I right about that? Injuries off the oh, top of your head? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you go back in the it's total number of innings thrown. You go back and and. Gibson's Day and Drysdale, these guys, they're out of six seasons, they were completing all but two or three starts. 
there's a theory that the reason why there's injuries is because they don't throw enough. So depending on which camp you're in and what you want, what you want to go, old timers will say, give give them the ball and have them throw much, a lot, and they'll, they'll work through their injuries because why were they able to throw so many complete games? Which obviously increases the pitch total versus now you get anywhere near 100 and you're, you're coming at, out you're so which camp do you fall in i mean you know, to, then also you can argue well yeah they they blew out arms but then you look at some of these guys they pitch forever i mean koufax didn't and uh, now that the thing is that there are such they're they're literally multi-million dollar investments into someone's left or right arm so you have to treat it with kid gloves and so they can go back and forth so i don't know that anything is conclusive on that what is trending is brought to you by shamrock plumbing receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at shamrock plumbing 801-295-1690 that's shamrock plumbing all right coming up Aaron Roderick, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. He's going to join us at 7.30. Jordan Pendleton, owner of Pendleton Performance, former BYU linebacker, will be here at 8 o'clock. And part two of the interview with Mark Harlan at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.